0: In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill creates a less-than-memorable acronym, I share an old college lockjaw story, and we give a framework to help you know why you won or lost a
1: deal. So, All right, here we go. You guys Ready? Let's bring this in with a little
0: cherry. Come on. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast in podcast history. My name is Brian Neal. Bill Kasky. We are your co-hosts today. We are actually doing a little fun thing. We're doing a pop-up recording session. We're live in front of a studio audience. How about that? There's about 450 people here this morning. We're uh, recording in Indianapolis. We're really thankful for all of you. They're not 450 people. looks like it, though, to me. But I'm really happy that you're all here. Thank you for that. Um, if you are looking for a, a sales speaker or someone to bring into your company for a sales launch kickoff in January, February, March, now is the time to get a hold of us. You can go to our website, advancedsellingpodcast.com. Look for the little button that says, uh, bring us in or come see us. What does it say? I think it says, come see us. Come, come see, see us. us. Uh, you can also send us an email, listener, advancedsellingpodcast, put in the subject line, come see us. And we'll uh, start the ball rolling for that. You'll hear so from Brian. Us. Here's
1: yeah. my question: You officiate games in front of sixty thousand people, and this is a big crowd. <laughs> I try. To, I'm
0: focused. I try to narrow it in. We also have to comment that there. So we have this live. So we have a bunch of salespeople. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. But we're recording this podcast. We've got energy in here, and there's also right next door, like in the same place. There's a a CPA tax review. Uh, deal going on. So I told the woman in charge, I said, hey, if it gets a little dry in there, not that it would, just send them over to the uh, podcast recording might be a little bit better deal. So.
1: So uh, I was thinking the other day, I, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and it, it really is funny when these authors and these experts always come up with an acronym. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the acronym SMART as yeah. in goal setting. Yeah. Anybody remember what it stands for? Of course. The S stands for specific, specific. M. Attainable. Attainable. Attainable.
0: Realistic. No? I
1: don't know what they are. Retrograde. R- realistic. Uh, reverb. <laughs> reverb. Yeah. And the T stands for time. Timely. Time-based or something. Okay. Yeah. So we all know that. We've heard that kind one of, for a like long We time. failed. We got a C-plus on that drill. No, that's okay, because we've heard that one. It, and so then there's the one uh, AIDA, and I never know quite how to pronounce it. <laughs> AIDA, AIDA. A-I-D-A. It's a marketing acronym. It was a great you know play
0: a movie with Madonna, wasn't it? Oh no, that's Evita. My bad. Vita, right. Evita for all you musical you know fans out AIDA there. Thank AIDA you for laughing. Is,
1: marketing. Awareness. Awareness. Uh, interest, interest. Decision. A.I.D. and then. These acronyms yeah, are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then yeah. there's um, fear. What's that one? False. False. Evidence. Yeah. Appearing real, right? Yeah. Well, I've got one. Yeah, I always like it when the author has one, and I know what happens is we sit around and say, well, what's going to cause people to remember this, this framework, come up with an acronym, and nobody ever remembers it. So I've got one here on communication. It's frameworks encourage stimulating conversation in every situation. <laughs> frameworks encourage stimulating conversation in every situation. My acronym is feces. <laughs> that's great. And I thought, I thought well, if you're going to remember something, are you going to remember fear or are you going to remember feces? You're going to remember feces. Oh, aren't my God. Aren't you really? <laughs> you got <clears> any guys, more? Well, that's the one thing you guys will remember from this. Anyway, that's my fun. Everyone's you know, writing that, that down. Everybody's writing down
0: that. feces, unfortunately, on their notepads. So <laughs> it's great. Oh, I kind of like this. This is great. Again? Well, you can listen to it when the episode comes See, out. now my junior high brain is kicking <laughs> in. Ha,
1: <laughs> ha.
0: Isn't it? It's really bad.
1: I really, I so rich, want to say conversation in every situation.
0: I think that's true, and it's I don't just, want to go here, but it, and my wife is sitting right here, and she knows this is a time I don't like to talk about this topic, just that whole the feces, topic? yes, at all. It's just, and some people are very okay with it. One of them is sitting in the room here. One of my clients, their group, they talk about that, and I, I just am not okay with it. Just, I'm just saying right there. So, okay, didn't think that's how we were going to start off, but okie dokie then. Here we go. All right. ready? to talk politics. (laughs) Kind of. Cultural issues. Um, Go. Okay. So uh, topic today. Um, In my rounds and travels with my clients, something that tends to pop up a lot, and it usually pops up with on the front end, and I wish it popped up more on the back end, and that is um, everyone wants to know how can I win a deal or how can I not lose a deal? And then there's the uh, aftermath when I win or lose is can, do I look back and do I know, can I point to why I won or why I lost? And what I realized as I start to talk about deals going in, I'm realizing people sometimes don't uh, – they don't peel, peel a deal back far enough to figure out why they won or why they lost, both as they're going through it and then afterwards. And so I thought it would be a really good thing to give our listeners and our group here, our 450,000 people here in the room, a framework to figure out and to help them figure out why did I – when or why did I lose a deal? So and I've got uh three things written down that I normally teach all my clients that might be refreshers for some of my clients in the room. And then I added one for me. Okay. So you so got, got four then? I do. Three How many do you one? have? I got three. You got three. That's good. And why don't you start? Be good. Let me start. Okay. So, and what I want you to think about is, um, so the way to use this, so you're looking at your funnel. So you've got Salesforce.com or HubSpot or whatever that is. This is a great look back. So if you look back the last 30, you just closed out the month of October and, and kind of spot check some of these things and say, okay, can I look back and figure out why I lost or, more importantly, why I won? Because uh, I think it's a really good mechanism to look back. Sometimes when we look at why we lost, we don't look back and say, why did we won? We're just like glad, glad it came in. Uh, So the first thing I have uh, written is motive. Number one is motive. And so did I win this deal because I understood and connected with the motive of the person that I was selling to? Or did I lose the deal because I got fooled or tricked or thought that the motive was something else or just flat out missed it? That's my first deal. Okay. Motive. And and can you say that? Can you figure out why and all that other stuff? Mm you want me to turn it into an
1: acronym motive? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not really after the last one. <laughs> <laughs> my acronym, my acronym reputation is <laughs> bad. Uh, yeah, I would want to know, which is kind of part of this motive, is did you do a thorough assessment? Did we okay. really assess the situation? Or what I see a lot of times is we kind of jump to the proposal. We jump to the presentation. And maybe it's our customers wanting that, maybe we are so anxious for the deal that we jump to the presentation, but was there a fair amount of assessment? Because I think within assessment is motive. Mm. Within assessment is motive. So we, just, we can say to the customer, well, why do you want to fix this? And they'll say, because if I don't fix it, I'll lose my job. But we don't know if that's really true until we really get down and assess the situation. So, and I know that a lot of times we sales professionals are not really thorough with assessment because we like the we like the action and we like to close the deal and get mm. the deal and unfortunately if we're only closing 15% of the deals, which is the standard B2B conversion rate, it means we're not assessing enough. So I think mm-hmm. assessment and motives are kind of very similar. Agree. Yeah.
0: And if you do it right, if you assess it, uh, deep enough to find motive, you'll get more efficient. Because I think what people, what people confuse this with is they think, well, if I go deeper, I'll, I'll find deeper motive, which will make me close more deals. And that's not the case. The case is you'll go deeper, find nothing, and realize you don't have what you thought you had yeah. going in yeah. and save yourself a away. ton of time and energy going into that. So a really good thing if you're doing assessment right and it's a great little spot check for everyone in the room and also our listeners is how many deals have you said no to in the past 30 days or someone wonder how many deals have you said you know what i hear your situation i, I don't think it's right or i just don't think that we're going to be able to help you any better than who you're with now or how, how look at, at that and see how yeah. many i bet it's almost zero will be my guess That's a good point Oh, we got heads nodding and shaking i love yeah. it so yeah. it's a good good little question okay let me go again <clears throat> Yeah, go ahead. You sure? All right. Yeah. Next, uh, this is the big, to me, of all of the things that cause a deal to be won or lost, it's how will you do this subject, and that is how do you manage the process. And the process is theirs and yours together. And I can't tell you how many times we think we've got it right, we've got it all pegged down, and we don't. And so it's a double whammy. Either we don't understand theirs, or we have not articulated ours well enough, deep enough to, to be clear enough to say now there are sometimes when the process is out of our hands, I know everyone deals with this where the where uh, people are fact gatherers and they get something together and then has to go somewhere through procurement or it's multi tiered decision making all that other jazz. Your main deal is to understand it it doesn't matter what it is it's going to be what it is. Your main deal is to understand it, then you manage your risk, then you understand you know, where, um, where you're exposed. I always say when I'm teaching this is where, where am I exposed in the process? So if a deal has got to get approval from a procurement uh, group, then you're exposed. It doesn't mean you don't pursue it or anything. It just means that, you know, you've got, you know, there's something there. And we've got people like there's a, someone from the healthcare world, their healthcare buying system is crazy now because they've got these vendor management systems and they have to apply and they have to get their, you have to get a TB shot, right? Right. I'm getting a nod from my area the te- t- I don't know what TB is. What is TB? Tuber- Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Okay, it's not tetanus, right? That's when I drink out of a tin cup. You I probably need, my, need, you need probably my, uh, my tetanus shots. I don't get long, draw, right? I was down at IU. There's a game at IU we play in this bar called Nick's called Sink the Bismarck. You know, I was down there with my kids. We didn't play Sync to Bismarck with them, which I thought about playing it with Sprite, and then I thought that's still a bad idea to teach them. You know, but there was a family playing or a group of women playing behind us, and my kids were like, "What are they doing, Dad?" And I'm like, "Well, you got to tell them the truth at that point, right?" Yeah, but they used to be in ten buckets without any liner in them. Oh, really? So I'm amazed I didn't get a lockjaw in
1: college. Sidebar. Anyway, process. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would say one thing you can do when you look back to to learn something from deals you got or didn't get is where in the process did you give it away? Hmm. Where in the whole sales cycle did you lose control of the process and thus gave the deal away? And there's usually one point. It's when the customer asks for something and you, feel, you felt like, oh God, our, it's probably not time, but oh, he sounds like a really good interested prospect, so I'm gonna give it to him. And so be, be thinking about, as you look back at these, where did, where did I make that move that I had a decision to make? Do I follow my process or their process? And you pick theirs, because that's where you started to lose the deal, if you lost it. Mm-hmm. If you won the deal, it's the same thing. There was probably a point in time where you said, Mr. Prospect, I appreciate you asking me for that. But I can't do it that way. I'm going to do it this way. And that's when you win those deals. So there is always a point in time, I think, where we acquiesce. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Default. Uh, And think, too, in that
0: process deal, be real with yourself because there are times, all of us have these, where we get lucky. And so I want you to be real with that. I want you to take too much credit sometimes. You're like, you know what? I just had good timing on the deal because that happens, too. And I'm a fan of the, I'm a more of a optimistic you create your own luck kind of person. And still, I believe that's out there. So don't be afraid to say, you know, I just had really good timing on this deal. Process wise, I was exposed going through. I wasn't in the room when they made the call, but they chose me, you know, crush Then you're good to go. Um, don't, don't be afraid to know that. that. That's a good learning thing to say we got lucky here. How can we keep from you know, relying on luck in the future? Yeah.
1: Is an idea. <clears throat> How do we keep from relying on last second field goals in the future? Yeah. <laughs> Loaded topic. Yeah. Okay. Do you have another you again? one? Yeah, sure. I got two more.
0: All right. Next one. Take a guess. Anybody have a guess? Any guesses? It's great. My clients are in the room. I teach this all the time. There's no uh, money is the next one. Money is an obvious one, right? So uh, did I lose a deal because of money? And money doesn't mean that I got beat on price. This is the thing that people think, like, well, we lost it because we got beat on price. That is not why you lost it. The reason you lost it is because the value connection, the framework that you used to connect pricing to what they were trying to accomplish and the other motive things didn't align well. So don't ever think you lost a deal on price because you did not. I guarantee you did not lose a deal on price. Price was a part of it, but this this deal about um, the whole money aspect, and we try, we've got to, Bill and I teach a lot, uh, work really hard to teach our listeners and our clients about uh, framing that whole conversation around the economics of the deal. You heard us use this language a lot. And that includes our side of it, but also their side of it. So what is their return like? Uh, How willing and compelling are they to write a bigger check than they're writing now? All those sorts of things. You can audit that and say, I won it because I did a good job. Because the other thing that's funny is I've had clients do this. This just kills people. When you lose the deal and you were the lowest price. I mean, that, there's just, that's bad. It just sucks. The feeling of it's bad. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't even buy a deal. It just sucks. So that's a, so that's So that, mm-hmm. that would be a thing. Like, okay, did not... Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and, and the problem is that when we lose a deal and we're high priced, we always blame it on low... Always, b- little bit. always, well, right. A little bit. We were so high. <laughs> but when we lose a deal and we're the low, then we've got nobody to blame it on. Which brings me to my fourth point, third, fourth, fifth, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many. And that is When you get a deal, I think you should pat yourself on the back and say, I was a critical component in why we won that. Oh, good. I know we always say, well, our product was good. You know, you were talking a little bit. You said you rode the wave. Well, you know what? Our product was good, but you had to represent it in the right way. By the same token, when you lose a deal, I think we have to look at ourselves and say, what did I do? What role did I play in us not getting this? Was I not kind enough? Was I not present enough? Was I not curious enough? Did I not bring up the difficult subjects the way I should've? So you can pat yourself on the back when you win one, but you also have to take a deep look at yourself and say, what role did I play in us not getting this? And that's a tough one because we want to externalize, we want to blame, but sometimes we just weren't the right fit. The chemistry with the customer wasn't right. Maybe we were in a bad state that month because our funnel was, you know, we were aggressive and attached and fearful and scarce, so I think if we're going to take the good, we also have to take the bad and say what what role did we play in that?
0: And we don't talk before we plan this one, do you see mine right there? Can you hear me? Yeah. So this is the one I added. So we don't talk. I'm just going to say the exact same thing Bill just said, which is how did you show up? That's your energy audit. This is the thing that now I, I'm reflecting on myself. I don't teach this enough. I think I need to bring more of this to my clients to say, we've got to look at our energy and say, how did we just show up mentally for the thing? You'll hear, like you hear NFL teams say, we had a, we had a great week of practice. We had good energy in the building. They say that all the time. And it translates out. Great thing to audit yourself going into this. Because sometimes when time goes on, you forgot how you were at the beginning. You forgot where your energy was at the beginning. You remember where it is at the end, but you forget how your energy was at the beginning and say, you know what? When I first got into this deal, I was feeling needy, a little scarce, whatever. And so no wonder I got taken down a path. You know, it's a great energy, a great uh, thing to do, an energy audit. It could also work
1: too, if you have a full pipeline and things are going really well and then somebody calls you and the deal's maybe not as big, you're not quite as excited about it. That'll show up too. So the key is to how can we become present? And it's not a big deal for us, but it might be for the customer. It might be a really big deal for them, so we've got to make sure we fit. For sure. That's my last one. That's good. Me too. Good. So if you'd like uh, for Brian or I to come visit you, we're now booking for January, February, and March of this year. And you can uh, email us at listener at com. Subject line: Come see us and start the ball rolling. And Stephanie from our team will get a hold of you, and we'll start the ball. And we'll see about uh, one or both of us coming out. Yep. Next year. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. That's it.